Hey there, I'm Alex, the host of Creative Spotlight from The Interface. The show finished its second season early this year, and we're gearing up to launch the third season on the 6th of November. We have some great guests this time around, from Alex Goy, a legend in the automotive journalism space, to Tom Matthews, the creator of GTA Top Gear on YouTube, as well as many more. Find us on the podcast section on theinterface.uk or in your favourite podcast app. Just search Creative Spotlight. Well, hi everyone and welcome back to Crosswires, the technology podcast where we try and look at things from a more wide angle of technology. Uh, That is, by the way, partially a pun on some of the tech in the episode, but that's okay. And I have to apologise, we have been absent for a little bit longer than than we would like, and the, the reports of our pod fading have been greatly exaggerated. We are here. Here's the deal, all right? So over the summer... I moved into a new role at work, which means my my schedule changed earlier this month. My responsibilities at work have gone all the way up there. And your stress level at work has gone way up there. Uh, do you know what? In some ways it has, in some ways it hasn't. It Honestly, it, it, it's been a really good move. But also something far more important happened over August. Certain somebody came to visit and something may have happened. Wait, wait. I, I, I know I know Alex visited uh, you and Alex um, were at the air show for one of the nights uh, uh, Jay you were there and you know full well okay look here's the deal for those of you who haven't already figured this out because Jay's blasted it everywhere on social media I'm very 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 pleased to say that uh, me and Jay are now engaged so Yay. please don't ask when the wedding's going to be. Honestly, we don't know at this point because we've got to sort out all the immigration stuff for Jay. So please, as a favor, don't ask us when the wedding's going to be. And don't be that coworker who tells you that the engagement ring's not an engagement ring because I want to punch them in the face. That's not a record. Well, this is not wow. recorded. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jay lets her feelings out. Anyway, before we get into today's topic, which what well, you might have guessed it from the episode title and what's been going on, but we are going to be talking about Apple's most recent event and in particular probably the iphone 15 and i think in particular the iphone 15 pro now of course alongside me is my beautiful co-host uh, and my my fiance and jay you you have so long before you allowed like you could keep using fiance to introduce me on the show for a while but anyway please welcome as always jay Oh, thank you. And now, question though, what yeah. do I call you afterwards? Right? Because I mean, it, it'll be a while before I can call you my husband. So. You call me James, is what you call me. Okay, fiance. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and decidedly not in any sort of relationship with us, apart from a friendship. Please welcome back as a, a returning guest. And to be fair, at this point, I think almost a default for our Apple event coverage, Alex from the interface. Hello, Alex. Hey, how you doing? It's good fun to talk about the Apple stuff, to be honest. It's um it's really good. So we did the episode in June, didn't we? So Yeah. All good. It was really good and we all got to hang out a little bit and watch some very disappointing fireworks, didn't we, on uh, now, back in August. If we had been closer, <laughs> we could have seen the vision of those professional oh, fireworks. No. Jay, there wasn't even a Vision Pro in this event. That was one of the worst. Well, technically, it was technically in the okay. event. Okay, all right, all Later right. On one of the announcements. All right. Now, before we go into... Because uh, Jay has watched the keynote again. Well, may- maybe for the first time. For, for the first time. I had a busy last few weeks, dear. So. But 
Jay's got the most recent experience. But before we go into that, I think we should probably just go around, but round the table and say, has anyone bought anything from the event? I can say decidedly, no, I have not as much as I want. And I'll be honest, it would be either a 15 pro or a 15 pro max. And a pro max tempts me because of some of the camera features. Jay, I think you're the same. Well, I mean, obviously the, the phone would go really well with my titanium ring. So, I mean, we could get one of the titanium iPhone, uh, pros. I mean, if, if that fits in our budget, <laughs> unless the listeners donate quite an amount of money. No. Crosswires.net slash tips if you want to give me an, an iPhone. Anyway, buy Jay an no, iPhone phones. Please buy Jay an iPhone. No, no, genuinely though, uh, I think, and we're going to come to why, but Alex. Yeah, I, I picked up the iPhone 15 Pro. Um, I was long overdue for a phone upgrade. Um, it's four years since, well, I had an 11 Pro in 2019. Okay. Um, so it was, I had already had a battery replacement on it last year and I use it a lot for filming. So decided to get one this year. So awesome. And that indeed is something I want to talk to you about because I've got a question for you both because Alex, you're actually, is this for 15 Pro you're using now? For, no, it's not. Is it for the camera? No. no. No, no, okay, this is just the IMAX camera. That's the, the IMAX camera, yeah. It's not bad. It's I all mean, right, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the viewers can't see this because this is just audio, but, you know. Can I say one thing really that, that, that stood out for me on the camera, by, by the way? I noticed the the um, individuals that they were using in it were, were especially not white individuals, but like black individuals, Asian individuals, individuals who have a lot more of a death of a... Uh, of Texture. A different and, and, tone mapping, as it were. Yes. Yeah, but different requirements for for capturing. And it looks really well. At least from from a white perspective, it looked really well. And I was I was pretty impressed. And I because I, I know that's been a fault of cameras that it captures white people really well, and not so much other other races or other skin tones as well. Because yeah, yeah I, I, well, races is the right term, but of course, even within you know, Caucasian white, we all have different skin tones as well. So it's really important that that's captured well. Now, before we go into the phone, because there's so much we can talk about, Jay, do you want to give us the highlights reel of the event? And then me and Alex can sort of chime in on different things that maybe you, that you think are interesting and we can sort of chime in if there's anything we think is good. So so start from the top? Or? Yeah, start from the top. Let's do it. Okay, first thing in the, first thing in the presentation that really stuck out to me was how the iPhone and Apple Watch have saved lives. And it was quite amazing to see all the stories of people who never thought they would live another day and the iPhone like saved their life either like like because of a, a something to do with the heart, being stranded somewhere. And it is quite amazing because these are not devices that are built for that has its main focus. It's built as your watch or your phone and its auxiliary aspect Last year, when they announced these, they said that these were features we hope you never use. And it's cool to see how they've been there. I mean, even when I was uh, traveling and I was sick that one day, Mm. my Apple Watch said, your heart rate is highly elevated. And I I mean, I was sick, but it was definitely like we were watching my heart rate to see if there's any reason I needed to not travel the next day. And it's I mean, you were just looking for an excuse, to be honest with you. I was. I wanted to stay another, another like five months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alex, because I'm obviously, I think, Alex, you are an Apple Watch wearer, if I remember correctly. I just yeah. can't remember what which one you're wearing at the moment. Yeah. 
I've got the Series 5 at the moment, so it's the same age as my old phone, I guess. Right, okay. Yeah. So I'm on a Series 8. I think Jay's on a 7. But they are brilliant. Like One of the things I love about my Series 8 is the blood oxygen um, detection. I think that was in the 7 as Oh, no. No, it was because it was telling me that, that my blood oxygen level was elevated. You mean, no, it'd be lower. Your blood oxygen would be lower. If you're what Ill. was the, the the thing that? Sorry, it said, to... no, no, it's okay. It said your heart rate was elevated. I th- That's right. I think the. I am not sure, but I think the blood. Oh oxygen... no, I've got blood oxygen on here. Okay, so it is in the CB seven. It might even been. Do you know what? I I just can't remember off the top of my head what's in what. It's the series six and onwards. I think with blood oxygen. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right with that one. Yeah, because the series eight, I think, has got the fold. Actually, I'm not sure. I think... Oh, I'm forgetting what's in each watch. I've got to that point now. (laughs) But to echo Jay's point, which she made really well, these watches are, for most of us, are just a fashion piece or utility. But fall detection, uh, crash detection in the latest watches, blood oxygen, ECG, heart rate. I mean, even in the... Um, watch SE, I think you've got heart rate. You don't have ECG. I don't think you've got got blood oxygen in the SE. No. But you've still got crash and fall detection in the SE, at least for... I don't think there's crash detection on the SE, but I think there's, there's, there is some of the other features, though. Let me just double check. Cause yeah. I, well, because there's been two generations of the SE, hasn't there? Uh, I, think. I don't think there has. Might be wrong. Yeah, you are right, James. Yeah, it's got hasn't got ECG. But it's got crash detection. Yeah, I lost track. Okay. Well, yeah, because this is the second generation SE. Yeah. So, which is really interesting. Um, I mean, my mum's got that generation. I think doesn't your part your partner have it SE yeah, yeah, as well? Yeah. 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 But the, now, the first gen. The first gen. Now the SE is such a good value watch. Honestly, I can highly recommend it. Yep. Uh, to people. All right, Jay. Beyond saving lives, what else? Uh, stood out to you well they're also working on saving the environment i was really impressed by the visit from mother nature one i I love the actress who who played mother nature she is just one of my favorite actresses and i just like i whenever she shows up i love it but they even used this presentation to call themselves out on where they weren't maybe moving fast enough and they really were like okay no we're working on stuff one of the biggest things that I thought was quite incredible was, one, it sounds like all of these iPhones have been laid. Oh, you mean the Virgin, the virgin Materials? Yeah, they kept, they, kept, they kept saying that they're reducing the use of Virgin Materials. And I just uh, <laughs> love that phrase. It was giggling. I'm so sorry for... Are you, suggest- are you suggesting that Apple popped the USB-C ports? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's terrible. But anyway... I love the focus on re- reusing materials because one thing about technology, the fact that we have these phones every year is a big environmental waste. I mean, how many of us have iPhones? And I like that they're like working on trying to reuse what we already have used and not re- use up the resources we have. The focus on its energy cons- consumption and that they're no longer using leather in their products, but using fine woven and they're even making the packaging smaller. That one of the aspects of technology, I know we all love opening up Apple products, but you have to admit that the packaging, not as bad as many other companies, is pretty big. And you're like, what do I do with this after it's done? And this makes sense that it's going to be smaller and used materials that we don't need. 
And I think Apple did, but now I will admit when we said, oh, she's coming, she's coming. I had to, I was thinking, oh, have we got Greta Thunberg, Thunberg coming in? That was my first thought during that presentation. And the Mother Nature twist was quite nicely done. But it is good to see this. Now, Fine Woven has not exactly had the best reception so far, I don't think. No, but it's also the first version of an Apple product. Yeah. And can we admit the first version of a lot of Apple products are not always the best? <clears throat> yep, the original MacBook, MacBook Air. I don't mean I don't mean the eleven inch. I mean the original, the first gen Manila envelope MacBook Air. And I did not like the first Apple Watch. I admit that I had one, and yeah, I think that's why they because they did a very interesting thing with that watch that got renamed to Series Zero, and they released a new version, Series One, which was the Watch Series Two's processor in for a watch series one feature set, which is really, which effectively means they knew that the series zero wasn't powerful enough. And also, you know, I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, actually, I don't think we could say that the first version of Apple Silicon Macs were bad. No, I've got Apple M one Mac and it's performing so well. Well, so does Alex. Alex is, uh, in fact, we are all on Apple Silicon Macs right now. Uh, two but, Mac Minis and yep. one iMac. Also, watching all, this is a prelude to, to later on. If you look at it, a lot of even the A chips are really M chips. Apple Apple's been doing silicon mm-hmm. in the iPhones for a long time. The Max was just the next level of that, taking what they've learned in the iPhones to well, the Max. I, th- I think you're right. If I remember correctly, and and I might be wrong on this, when they did the developer kit for the transition that was an a12z i believe in the developer kit that's right so, yeah so fun fact did you know the intel kit was a pentium 4 it's all about the pentiums yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a power mac g5 chassis with an intel pentium 4 in it which, wow! There you go. Pentium Four doesn't that take us back a bit? That does. Now I want to ask you both a question because I think I asked this at the WWDC. We are, I say, we're past COVID, but of course there's more cases at the moment. But I am having to admit, I am really liking the no audience events. Yeah, they had some people in the Steve Jobs Theater again. So in events gone by, they'd have the empty theater with Tim Cook there doing introduction looked a bit odd um and according to people that were there they had some people there in the audience watching the video i guess but personally i don't think they're ever going to go back to in-person events because they can control what's being said because do you remember i think i mentioned this in june do you remember what happened with the iphone 10 with oh face id yeah someone mishandled the iphone 10 backstage and it basically locked the phone and it put the password in they're not going to do that again well one of the podcasts I'm trying to remember which one it was. And I think it was Upgrade. I was listening to Upgrade. And they had talked about these. The biggest complaint we get about the Apple events are they're not exciting. And they said they're not meant to be. This is a commercial. Mm-hmm. This is when the press gets to hear all this stuff. And in a way, this allows them to be flashy for us, you know, yeah. the press. Mm-hmm. But also, and some of the consumers, because I mean, as Apple, we are part of the cult of Apple, and we do find these events fun. But it does allow them to also bring in presenters. Because what I thought was pretty incredible, 
how often they would pass things on to everybody else and do different things. And so many of these presenters mm. are not Steve Jobs, are not even Tim Cook. And T- Tim Cook has really come a long way, in my opinion, mm. in his presentation skills. And the ability to redo double takes, do different things, do voiceovers of the audio. So like all the cuts we don't see, it allows more people to present who may not have the skills that, again, that Steve Jobs had and that some of the their more high-profile presenters have. And you talk about excitement, Jay. I mean, you know, gone are the days where Phil Schiller would jump off a tower of Max with an iBook G3. Yes. <laughs> with, to demonstrate airport, which was fun. And I got to say, I, I want to know the behind the scenes of all these presentations because, like, that's some stellar, like, graphic work that they do. And, like, these virtual sets, I want to They I are incredible. That. They are incredible. All right. Uh, be up, moving forward, Jay. Carry on with the event uh, for us. So on that, we were, we went into the Apple Watch. And on the Apple Watch, I want to start with the most amazing part of it is – Finding a way to make the Apple Watch with the Series 9 more accessible. The Apple Watch Series 9 now has double tap. A little similar to the Vision Pro controls that, that, that are on there. So, so probably some of the same learning that they've done with that. Now, interestingly, I found in, from uh, Yahoo News, the Apple Watch Series 8 has a version of this called Assistive Touch. So it is built on a existing technology but they are working on trying to make sure that like the main action in an app, you just touch your thumb with your index finger twice. And the main action of that app will happen. So like if you're going through your stacks of widgets, double tap, or if you're like the one that scares me is if you're in bed with your Apple watch, whoever, who has that battery to be able to have an Apple watch last overnight. But if you're in bed and you have the alarm go off, double tapping it, I could see doing that while I'm sleeping and be like, oh, I'm late for work. So I'm just trying this literally now. I've just turned it on. and I'm, It's not. This is great audio content. Oh, yeah, it really is. Well, I'll, 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 I'll find It's my Alex. fiance getting distracted again with tech. No, I thought I'd try to test it live. Thank you, dear. I All know. Right. I'm winding you up, dear. <laughs> I've just tried it. I can't figure out quite how it works. I'm not sure what that actually means yet. Might need to do a video or something like that. There's probably some yeah. guy. You're probably doing it wrong. Or are you saying I'm doing things wrong, Jay? No, uh, <laughs> you know I mean? you're implying more. But you know what? You know I can ask somebody if you're doing it wrong because whether you have internet or not, they have moved a lot of serious processing on the Apple Watch mm-hmm. into the neural processing engine on the. I'm an US nine, yeah, I'm an US nine chip. Because that's been a theme with iOS seventeen, hasn't it? Moving more and more of Siri and dictation on device. Which from a privacy standpoint is really good. The other standpoint I was thinking about. Mm. Think about I know there's all these computational things happening on the server, but that is one less thing that has to activate internet, cellular, all this stuff. So it does have a small impact on technology. Because every time I, I set a timer on my watch, it has to go to the cloud and back down. Whereas this, it just does it on the device. So it 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 will reduce environmental impact, even on a very small level. It's just another thing, thing that they're doing. But how many times have you been like, set my dang timer? 
I want that timer for five minutes just so I can know how long to steep my tea. How very British of you. Yeah, I mean, Alex, how, how much do you use Siri on your watch, if at all? Um, when it activates, it's more annoying than anything else. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I probably need to turn it off at some point, um, but very rarely. I always use the HomePod, which, whichever room we're in, so, right. um, for doing timers and things, but I very rarely use it, um, to be honest. So I have to admit, I don't as much. I use it with uh, um, the Crown. So if I need to, you know, I'll mm. activate it with a crown because I find that handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a task at work where I need to leave 10 minutes between each bun batch. So I just go, so, you know, set a timer for 10 minutes. Yep. I do that as well. That like if a department saying they're going to get, for instance, my deli meats cut for a customer, mm-hmm. I say, I'll be back in like 20 minutes and I set a timer or, okay. or like, so like different tasks I need to do at work. I do the same. But it's very annoying when something that either like the Wi-Fi is just down in a section of the store or my cellular connection. And I'm like, I just needed a timer on you. I didn't need you to go to the cloud to ask <laughs> the God Siri up in the clouds to tell that, tell the little Siri to set a timer. I just want you to set a dang timer. Yeah. I'm very upset about this. <laughs> I mean, I guess we should probably talk because that, I mean, look, again, they've cut out lever in the straps i want to see what the new fine woven's like i remember there's another one isn't there there's another fake leather band we're doing as well yeah and they're doing something with it with uh i do not know all of the material on that one but they're even trying to cut back on leather well except you can still and this isn't you wouldn't know this because it was in news hermes you can still buy hermes leather through Hermes. Okay, so it's Apple themselves doing yes. it. And yes. then which makes sense because there are always always there's always gonna be third party um Apple Watch bands oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and some of them are really good. Yeah. The Ultra Two. The Apple Watch Ultra Two. I mean Um can yeah. I bring up one uh, Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. real quick. Go on. Yeah, yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up too that I like is Siri Health Queries, just ask like Siri it's coming later on. Oh, How am I doing on like steps or health and things like that? Mm-hmm. And precision finding with ultra wideband, which I one thing I never thought about because it would have actually come in handy in August. If I get lost from somebody, I can actually use ultra wideband to find some somebody. But but like when I'm at the airport, I will actually use my watch to be like, okay, do I have it? Do I have everything? And mm-hmm. where's my luggage? And like it's actually worked really well in the airport because my. My watches are because my phone's all put away and all that because mm-hmm. I'm going to customs. But like, I just open up my, I'm in baggage claim, and the the watch finds as like your luggage is here, here, and, and so the fact that they're increasing that aspect is really cool. And yeah, I I never even thought about using ultra wideband for friends, but it makes sense if you're trying to find somebody, you just like pop a location. And then it's, it's, it's pretty that. cool. It's pretty cool. An ultra wideband, of course, means it can be more accurate for finding your keys or air tags and uh, things like that. So I think that's really, really cool. Is there anything but about? Yeah. Sorry, anything oh. else, Alex? Any thoughts on the Watch Series Nine? Um, when you bring it close to a because that ultra wideband stuff, when you bring it close to HomePod Gen Two or HomePod Mini, it, it brings up what's been playing on the speaker as well, like a phone does. Oh, that's cool. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I love those. The HomePod Gen 2, I mean, I've got two HomePod Minis, 
and I have to admit, there are times I'm like, I'm leaning, I'm laying on my couch on my sofa, and I'll get too close with my phone to my HomePod Mini, and it'll start trying to transfer music over. If you know, I'm like, no, don't do that. It, it was nice when I was when I was there. All I had to do to transfer music to your to your home pod was to put my phone near it and it was already playing it and that, and, and that was really cool wait hang on your phone doesn't have ultra wide band but it still does oh the okay yeah it does up. yeah true true yeah even i got a ipad uh pro 10 inch 10.5 inch and even with ios 17 it, it's picking up the home pod somehow and saying do you want to do stuff with it so i'm not sure what's happening there but pretty cool maybe maybe bluetooth yeah I'm gonna guess probably Bluetooth and some of the like low energy stuff that it that it does already mm. for AirDrop. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But because you know, because a lot of this, a lot of this is there's a mix here between hardware features and stuff in iOS 17, Watch OS 10, but we already knew about from July. Can I say one thing as we move into the Ultra? How much of this we take for granted nowadays? How much of what we do here? That we just take for, for granted. And it's, it's quite incredible. Like looking at all these features. Oh, it's just, just a improvement on this function and this feature and all this. And it's like, this would have been really cool. <laughs> we're just putting out like a footnote as we're going <laughs> through the presentation. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely true. But yes, the, the next ultra cool addition to the lineup was the ultra two, which a similar, more like a spec, uh, a spec boost on the Ultra One, but there's a brighter display, three thousand nits, which is pretty dang cool. I mean, if I had the money, I think I might actually want to go Ultra because it's nice to be able to see stuff outside. But yeah, brighter display, same battery life. I'm just trying to remember: is, is there more that they added to the Ultra Two? The Ultra Two is literally a S. Uh, it's a, a Series Nine inside, essentially. Um, and interestingly, someone I saw on Twitter said they upgraded from the ultra one to the ultra two and there were literally zero differences on the, on the outside so even even the um the little etchings on the back you know it says like the name of the watch and stuff yeah, yeah. um it doesn't even say it's an ultra two it just says ultra so there were zero differences between the two watches on the outside which is funny they do they do call it the ultra two on the now interestingly we don't call it the ultra series two they call it the ultra two yep I guess Series 2 would be a massive, massive mouthful, so... Yeah, Apple Watch Ultra, Ultra Series, series two. 2. It sounds like it sounds like a, like a, like a command code or something, or like some, like, Power Rangers Megazord, you know, Super Dino... No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I will say the one thing that was interesting was they added a new modular display that goes to even farther edges of the screen um, and even has a new... But that's a, on it. But that's a watchOS feature. Okay, so that's not that's even a... Going, that will go to the Ultra One as well. And they just put it there just as another, like, if, if another marketing piece. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, a lot of the stuff they talked about, some of the stuff they talked about was software that they do. Because remember, WWDC is a developer event. That's a right. A lot yes. of the stuff they talked about is the consumer-facing. Because... Your average consumer doesn't watch WWDC. No. I don't think. Well, I don't know, because the videos on YouTube get get a lot of views anyway. That's um, true. I think because, like, oh, watch this watch this video, because you're going to learn what's going to come to your phone later this year. So the, like, even the iPhone event uh, had 29 million views on YouTube. Like the, 
the I guess that's live plus on demand. Just crazy. Well, and I was watching it today through the Apple TV uh, app, and yeah. it was one of the things there. Um, yeah. Before we move on on the Apple Watch to the iPhone, um, I just want to make note that the Apple Watch, in specific case and band combinations, is the first Apple product that is carbon neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Ultra 2, there's also a flashlight boost. So if you've got the flashlight turned on, you can spin the digital crown. It'll get even brighter. So that's pretty cool. With the probably mm. the brighter display. Yeah. The, 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 which is nice because, yeah, I mean, I, I actually need to – I've never used the uh, the torch on my flat, on my watch, and I always forget about it. But I usually just go to my phone, but it, make, yeah. it makes sense. And then also the all the watches this year have got double the storage, I guess, to – future proof them a little bit more because that remember the series three was really really hampered um, oh yes yes yeah. <laughs> that was that was bad yeah so overwatch has got thir- uh, 64 gigs versus 32 gigs now uh, which is pretty good so i think now let's book a trip on over to a dynamic island because all the iphone 15 models <laughs> have access to the dynamic island and hopefully that'll mean that we get more developer uptake and more use of it because the one thing i've heard is just like the touch bar and i was somebody who had a touch bar mac at least right now the the dynamic island i've not used one in in person so i i'm only speaking from what i've been reading but everyone right now says it's it's, it's like a major gimmick but hopefully this leads more people using it now that it's there because i like the idea of it but the 15 doesn't because it got the dynamic island from the 14 pro what it didn't get was the always on display right that's right. Yeah. There's That's no still in the display. Pro? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, maybe the... Has the iPhone... Has the non-Pro models gone OLED yet? Or not? Are they all OLED? I That might be the reason. Are, or, I think they... Oh, I'm not sure. I can't remember the reason. Because I remember with the iPhone 12 and those sort of older phones, they they had a liquid retina display, I think it was called. And look at the specs. Yeah. I can't, can't remember. Super retina. It's a Super Retina XDR display. Um, yeah, so it's that's over on the iPhone 14, so they're all OLED then. So they're all OLED, just not always on. Yes, for whatever reason. That's still pretty cool, though. Yeah, definitely. And also the, the standard phones are still 60 hertz and the Pro ones are 120 hertz. Yes, so. I, I heard people complaining about that. I'm like, but it's not the Pro phone, and... Some some guy on YouTube and it really wound me up. Is going even even the cheapest Android phone has 120 hertz. Do, does it? No, no. Well, I thought so. Yeah, I mean the 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 Android tablets we use at work are not exactly. <laughs> can, can I say one thing that that bugs me about the the colors of I, about the the 15 and the then the regular yeah. and then the Pro? You get all these cool colors on on it of like blue black blue green yellow pink mm-hmm. and then on the pro model you get black titanium white titanium blue titanium natural titanium and i'm just like i'm like where's all the fun yeah for a long time the pro ones have always been more subtle and their colors are more metally and more sophisticated whereas with these 15s i saw them in person over the weekend and they're not as vibrant or even in the pictures, they they don't look that vibrant, but they're nowhere near as vibrant as that in person. They're quite the back bit is quite white in color, so they're not as bold as they used to be the color wise. So, so no, you, you, yeah. you went for the pro, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Because I've been debating what my next phone will be. Mm-hmm. I'm debating if I go for the 
like the base model, the plus, or if I go pro, because right now I got the pro max and it's just too much phone mm-hmm. for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, too, yeah. it's a bit too big. For I me. mean, let's talk a little bit about the 50. I mean, the, let's, one of the reasons I consider a pro max, cause Jade, you, you meant go for a base model pro of a pro max, right? No, no, I meant going for the base model, the plus, or if I go to the pro because of the pricing and just the size. Oh, would you would you consider an original iPhone fifteen? Uh, iPhone fifteen, then? Yeah. It's not, right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so you're de- you're really debating on all four models. Exactly, because I one, this is something you don't have to deal with. Fitting the Pro Max into purses is quite challenging. <laughs> uh, I do know about carrying your Pro Max, so yes, let's. <laughs> but I mean, I but I historically not. Is that a per- Pro Max in your pocket or never mind? <laughs> I'm cutting that out. I'm cutting that. Out. No, no, that's a good joke. The reality is, I've usually I've typically been a pro, a, a you know this size, this, the standard, not the max size, because I don't like that bigger phone. But as my eyesight's starting to get. Not worse, but I'm getting older. Maybe the Pro Max is not a bad option. But what I think entices me most is that five times optical zoom yes. on the Pro Max. Now, Alex, you are a videographer. Well, you shoot a lot of video with your phone. You, I take it, won't use that zoom. So for you, the 15 Pro was enough? Yeah, yeah. and also I can't. I can't. I've seeing the bigger phones in person is just too big and then the benefits of the cameras generally in history have always come to the bigger ones first and then they've like famously the um ois is that ois optical image yeah, stabilization yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. came to the pro phones first and then they brought it to the smaller ones eventually and same with the extra cameras and that sort of thing so it will come it'll come eventually once they figure out to make it smaller but it doesn't really matter that much to me to be honest and the, we'll get to the the, the shooting uh, cameras of the phone a bit later but there's some really cool stuff with how you film on the new phones so oh interesting i mean you know the the 15 did get renewed now it's not the same as the 14 pro but it is a 48 megapixel sensor yep now for a lot of people that's going to be all the phone you need if you're not doing serious video yep and even then one thing that they really were touting in this app in this on all the models of iPhone, mm-hmm. they said, look, we know there's a limitation of it being a phone camera yep. that you can only fit it into in, in like this little area of, of, of your phone. Mm-hmm. But what we also will be doing is augmenting that with computational photography done on device for your privacy, but finding ways to take the best of your photos and videos and try to give you what we think is the best version of it. Yeah, so what it's doing with the new phones is it's actually down, not down sampling it. What's it doing? It's, it's making pixels double the size. Yes. So right. my phone currently is double, it's on 24 megapixels, and you can even get it to do 12. So it makes the photos, I can't remember the exact phrases they use in the keynote, but it was something to do with they're confident now that it can be good enough quality at 24 megapixels. Got you. And that's how they've given the iPhone 15 a two times telephoto yep. without an additional lens. Yeah. Which, and I mean, these, I mean, <laughs> I mean, these new port, these new portrait photos, mm. as Jay said, the diversity they showed in the photos is incredible. 
but also they are just beautiful. I don't know if you've tried them yet, Alex. Well, what it's doing now is it's enabling portrait automatically somehow. It's like figuring out. Oh, because I've noticed question. that. Question: Yeah, are you? I know with the I know with the pros they especially mentioned a default lens or a default mode yeah are, are you somehow in that mode or is it actually modifying it it's it's figuring out on the fly like it does with hdr if it's suitable enough to do uh to do portrait it will do it by itself so the icon for portrait mode is changed to an f you like the um that f icon for how much mm-hmm. how big the lens is and it makes the image portrait and you can even turn it off so um, oh, and it's a live portrait photo as well now. Oh, so it actually shows you what it's going to look like. No, I mean it's still, it's a live photo, but with portrait, which is oh yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm really liking these new cameras now. The 15 Pro, of course, has uh, the telephoto, which I think is it three times on the Pro, five five times. Well, there are some Pro Max. Oh, good shout! I think it's three times on the Pro small one, the one I've got. But again, I mean, beautiful camera system. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the 15 Pro, the small one's got a ultra wide main camera, telephoto, and then, oh, they're called super high resolution photos, 24 and 48. So, and then next generation portrait with focus and depth control. So yeah, so 10, up to 10 times optical zoom on the, on the Pro Max. And then it doesn't actually say what is available on the small one. It doesn't. Well, okay, it should be in my space. Yeah. It's interesting. But what it means, by the way, focal length-wise, on the Pro Max, that's 120 mil mm. of zoom. Now, if I remember correctly, I think the narrowest lens, let me just have a look, because I'm assuming this hasn't changed. Yeah, 13 mil. So unless it's changed in the older, the newer 14s and above, it goes from 13 mil on the Pro Max all the way up to 120 mil in one camera. Mm. That's impressive. Yeah, definitely. Just those are, if you were to buy that sort of lens, that's an expensive lens. Mm. Now, give me, you know, a 400 millimeter lens on my phone, and I'm happy. Honestly, I'd be very, very happy with that. Like, I, the, I mean, you have to have a huge phone for that, but <laughs> 120 mil is still pretty impressive. Mm. It's a three times optical zoom on the Pro for an effective range, an optical range of six times and a digital uh, zoom of up to 15 mm. on the Pro Max, an optical of 10 and a digital of 25. Now, here's an interesting fact. My 13 Pro now goes up to 15 times. Oh, that's interesting. Which suggests I think it's the same camera. In the, the telephoto camera, I think is the same between the 13, 14, and 15. Because that hasn't changed. No. It's still 12 megapixels. Yep. Could likely be, yeah. Yeah, so that's still incredible, really. Anyway, there is one thing we should probably talk about beyond... Actually, Alex, let me ask you this, because you do a lot of video recording. How... Because this leads into my next... The next thing I want to really talk about is something that's maybe a bit... I don't know if it's controversial, but it seems to be, as usual, divisive online. Have you tried recording ProRes to an external hard drive yet no not yet um i haven't had a chance to try it but you can do a lot of stuff with it so some people i think steven robles has, has tried it and he's used the sd card adapter that the USB-C one and he's recorded directly to an sd card and it actually if you plug it in and enable prologue 
which what Prolog is, is a, a more data rich format. Um, so you get it with some like high end cameras and rather than the, the camera working out, uh, what color everything should be, it gives you a very, very dense file, which looks very washed out. And then you can play around with the colors in post, uh, like DJI cameras have it and sort of like SDSLRs, oh, but their okay. files are massive. And yeah, because of the, because of the USB-C port, we'll get to, which we'll get to in a bit, the, the, the flexibility for recording is, is, um, is expanded exponentially. So. But only, and this is something we will touch on, only on the Pro and Pro Max, which... It's probably down mm, to the chip. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's a very good point. I mean, actually, let's talk about this. iPhone, bye-bye Lightning. I mean, well, mostly. Actually, that's a good point. Do you know what hasn't transitioned to light, uh, to USB-C yet? AirPods Max. Well, yes. Yep. But also the mouse, keyboard, and trackpad. Yeah. They're still um, lightning. Yep, they are. Which, yeah, means on my desk I've got to keep a lightning cable plugged in to yeah, charge them. to charge it. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, turn your mouse upside down every couple of days to... That's right. Yeah. That's why... It doesn't bother me. That's why real <laughs> podcasters use, like, gaming mice. No, I'm, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I, I know. I I do miss it. I, I would like to get one of the, track, uh, the magic trackpads, to be fair. I love a trackpad. It's good. Um, yeah. And... I had one and mine warped. Warped? It would no longer stay. It would, I, 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 no, I hang on. Was that one of the older ones, Robert? Have like the round bit at the top? Yes. Okay, I'm talking about one of the newer ones. Which sure, because, because, yeah, because like, that yeah. one it would like end up being like it would like wobble, and I'm just like I'm done with this. Wow. No, no, no. I, I want one of the new ones. I've seen one, but I can't afford afford it right now. Anyway, USB C. So great for charging, right? Because now. You just need one cable to charge the vast majority of your devices. Yes. Now, uh, one caveat that they mentioned also, AirPods Pro second generation requires a new one because they're not selling a case for the old AirPod Pros. That seems like a shame. Yes. But then again, look, if you've already got AirPods Pro... You've probably already got light. You've got a lightning cable, and there's no reason you can't use lightning to USB C. No, it just means you do need another cable if you've got existing AirPods Pro. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I typically charge mine on 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 Qi charging anyway. Of course, because they support. Uh, well, they'll charge on MagSafe, won't they? I guess as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So actually, it's maybe only a problem if you are someone who doesn't use wireless charging at all. Now, and. This is a lot like the 30-pin dock connector mm-hmm. switch where it's, it's going to be a little annoying for a bit until everything moves to USB-C. And I, I think once even like the, those, the, the, the keyboard and mouse and things like that, that that are there move over, no one will ever remember Lightning the same way. Do any of us remember 30? I was, I was at a, a business recently, and they have a charging station. There was a 30-pin dock connector on the charging station. I'm like, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. If anything, this is probably the less annoying than the transition to lightning because other stuff uses USB-C. So like my, everything on my Mac, iMac is USB-C. My MacBook is USB-C. I've got iPad True. mini, which is USB-C. I've only, I've only really got one device left over now that's lightning us on an iPad pro. So, and oh, of course, cause it was 10.5, which still had. Yeah. Yeah. And the, mm. and the fact that everything else in like, it isn't an Apple thing. It's, it's everything else has got it. It's, it's, it's great. So that is true, and it also means now you're not in that situation where you go around to a friend's house who's got maybe a Samsung or another phone, 
and you can't use yep yeah charging cable like i don't trust at work charging cables but i always hate it whenever someone's like i'm like you have an android i've got an iphone I mean, you should never trust just random charging cables. That's probably not a good idea. No, no. Always, uh, use, always use protection. Ab- like, literally, absolutely. Or bring your own cable. Yeah, no. I'm- well, then, actually, I say that. You can get wall plugs that are now, you know, that are spiked. I'm being, yeah, that are hacked and things like that. So be careful what you plug into, folks, basically. One interesting thing on the, the phones as well is that they, they are upgrading a lot of the the connectivity again that that um they're having ultra ultra wide band as well like the i like the apple watch and one interesting thing they're adding to the emergency sos they are now adding in roadside assistance in the u.s in the u.s and it is covered for under a AAA membership, which I have one to the end of this year. I got to decide if I want it next year because it's incredibly expensive, um, especially if you don't break down. I mean, I break down all the time, but if my car doesn't break down. I was going to say, there's a difference there, Jay. It doesn't cover you for those kind of breakdowns. <laughs> I know. That's what my therapist is for. But anyway, they're going to have it available. It's going to be covered for AAA members and separately for non-members. The one thing everyone's asking Mm-hmm. Both about the emergency SOS and these roadside assistance. They again said it's satellite service is free for two years. There has been no talk about what the costs are for this going yep. forward. Because your people who bought iPhone 14s are into the end of their first year. Yeah. So next year, Apple will have to announce the pricing. What if they either give you Apple One a discount if you have Apple One or they tie it into Apple One? Well, that would make sense. I could see them tying it into Apple One or iCloud Plus. Yeah. Not only will you share with your family the family plan, mm. but you also will protect their life Aww. with the assistance of roadside assistance and emergency SOS. <laughs> Sorry. Now, <I> just... <laughs> uh, by the way, connectivity, they've improved ultra-wideband, but it's been there for a long time. I think it's been there since for 12. Uh, 11. Yeah. Oh, 11. oh, 11. Yeah, that's right, because I use them on mine. I just don't have, I just don't have LiDAR. That's the one I don't have. Oh, yeah. I'm getting very confused. Yes, you don't have LiDAR. The t- LiDAR came in with, tw- with a 12. That's right. Right, right, okay. However, USB-C on the 15 is only 2. USB 2. Yeah, 2.0 speeds. Now, as Alex said, it's probably because of the chip, the controller chip we're using, because... Let me, so, hang on, so it's the A17 Pro in the Pro, and I think, isn't it the A16 Bionic in the 15? Yep, A16 Bionic, yep, I wrote that down. Yeah, now, this just means that it's USB-C, they both do, but I think they both do fast charging. Yep. But the iPhone 15 will only transfer at USB 2 speeds. Now, is that a problem? I don't think so. I don't think so. Someone someone rightly pointed out that Samsung's done that before. They they released a quite a high end phone and shipped it with they shipped it with a a lower spec cable and a lower spec tra- transfer speed as well, and no one seemed to care. <laughs> um, I think it's fine. The majority of people don't plug their phone into anything, so that's true. Yeah. Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, and generally, probably Wi Fi in some situations will be faster than and gen- yeah, gen- yeah, they they transfer over AirDrop or they transfer. Over iCloud and stuff, so I don't or, think, or I think it's fine. I think you make a very good point, there, Alex. Actually, that's a fair point. 
Yeah, because like airdrop is very fast, especially if you've got half decent Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, and, and now with the airdrop change in seventeen, even if you have slow Wi-Fi, it'll continue even after you leave the person. Yep, which is kind of cool in itself. Like that by itself is a really cool feature. Now there was also um, there was Wi-Fi six E, which is uh, a, a spec revision to uh, to uh, AX uh, Wi-Fi AX. Um, so just it basically just means that the iPhone 15 is now support six gigahertz Wi-Fi, along with the the MacBook. I think some latest MacBooks support it as well. VM twos do all VM two stuff does I think. Yes, six, that's yes, right. six C. But Alex, dipping into your network knowledge for a minute, is there as much six E gear out there? I think there's more in the consumer space, isn't there? Yeah. So there's there's a mixed bag of stuff. Um, Ubiquiti's got a one or two six gigahertz devices out there. And from what I've seen, I haven't played with it myself. It's very quick. You can get up to two gig, two gigabit Whoa. over 60, um, six gigahertz. Cause because it's so interference free and, and yeah, the, the, the spectrum for it's so huge. Um, it's definitely helping the iPhone be future proof. Cause if people keep these phones for four years and if for some weird, weird reason, six gigahertz takes off, um, quickly at least the phones people have got will support it down the line which is good even if it isn't as widely used right now but it, as you start to as home users start to get exactly uh, multi-gigabit because hey you know alex will tell you i've had some fun and games with my home internet curse you well so i've got wi-fi 6 here and i think you probably are you wi-fi 6 as well alex yeah yeah, yeah. and i am too as well here yeah are you yeah, because I, I, I have one of the with Wi-Fi. You, you are in one of the ER6s? Yep. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. That's pretty cool. But unless you've got a multi-gigabit connection or need to move a lot of data across your network, Wi-Fi 6 is still pretty good, right? I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. I think the reason I'm... Uh, Jay reminded me we're doing a project next week and we're only putting in Wi-Fi 6. You're like, are we putting 6 in for this project? I'm like, no, because the access points are so expensive. Yeah, that's what I figured and all that. But it's still going to be better than what I, put, what I put in there 10 years ago, so... Well, yes, indeed. But hey, you know, it's all good. Alex, uh, I mean, sorry... I need Jay. to clarify something, sorry. Uh, the iPhone 15 Pro models only support 6E, not the iPhone 15s. Okay, so there's 6, I guess, then. Yes, that's the, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, probably should do with the bigger size of the Pro model, because they even said like some of the stuff that they do with the cameras will we'll go into yeah, yeah. a little bit with because of the bigger size of the phone. Well, yeah, and, and look, let's be honest, the cameras are really impressive. Quest, just a quick question. We should probably talk about because on the 15, you've got your traditional ring silent switch. Mm. Alex, you've had, what, a 15 Pro for, what, three, four days? No, five days now? Friday, so... Friday. Yeah, so... Two, I don't know yeah, what I mean. Five, five days, roughly. Yeah. The action button, which is now a... It's not a slider, it's a customizable button. Mm-hmm. Have you changed it from... So... I always leave my phone on mute anyway because I've got an Apple Watch. So oh, okay. Bother me yeah. that much. Um, I was playing around with what I should use it for. There's some very uh, very clever stuff people have been doing online. They've managed to, someone's managed to customize it to a shortcut on the Tesla app to make their Tesla fart, which is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, but what I've done is I've got it for Shazam. So I just hold it down and it Shazam's a song. Oh, um, okay. That's pretty cool. So I'm not really, sh- I'm going to play around with what to do with that. I'm not really sure, but. Um, it's question cool. I had on that. Does that change the 
action in certain apps, like like when you're taking a photo, does it? Someone's managed to get to do certain things based on how the phone's orientated. So if you hold it landscape, it will take a photo. I haven't worked it out yet. It will take a photograph and do something else if it's portrait. There's a heck of a lot of stuff. Again, Stephen Robles has done a, a video going really deep into what what you can do there. And I just saw Max Stories had a thing where it where someone's now made it do two at two actions on the app. Yeah, on yeah. The, I, I need to look more into it, but they're already developed. Because well, you can make it via shortcuts, so it can effectively do anything. Now, there is one question I have with that. My orientation lot orientation is a great idea, except you could already fire the shutter from when you import in landscape mode because the volume buttons act as a shutter. No, it's I not. Know. It's not a shutter. I was on about. Sorry, it's if you've got the phone in landscape, you can press the action button to launch the camera. Oh, that's even cooler then. Okay. Yeah, and then if you've got it in portrait, it'll do something else. That's what I meant. Okay. Can I make? Can, can, can I make my joke? <laughs> Go on. No one's locking my orientation. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Don't you mean no one's toggling your orientation? <laughs> now no one's talking about orientation but you know I, I think we're going to move on by past this um oh, <laughs> well one thing i want to mention in this uh, before we head into the more of the pro mm. is that there's a big focus again on re- re- recycled materials i was very much impressed with this all all through the presentation was a focus on doing things that are going to be good for the environment reusing materials I mean, I'm wondering if some of the materials they use. Do you remember a couple presentations ago where they had the robot who would like dis- dis- oh, disassemble um, disassemble phone? Yeah. We have a name for it, didn't we? I've Daisy forgotten. is the new one. Daisy, okay, I think. And I'm wondering if they're using those resources in these for all these like re- recycled materials. Well, probably, but it is good to see. I guess speaking of materials, Alex is the only one of us who's had a, is got a 15 pro how is the titanium what is it like in terms of picking up fingerprints is it as bad as people say i don't know so i went for the white one <laughs> i went for the white one and i've had it in the case since friday so i i couldn't really give me information but i've seen some people having problems with the blue one but i got the fine woven case and i picked it up a minute ago and i noticed there's a stain on it already oh no <laughs> yeah so, um, but I quite like these fine woven cases, but again, the, sorry, the titanium's, it looks cool. And it's quite, one thing I noticed between 11 pro and this one is how light this is. Cause it, yeah. the 11 pro is heavy. So yeah, t- t- titanium is very light and it does pick up fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Jay, by the way, for those, you can't, none of you can see this. Jay is playing with her engagement ring, but I am warning you right now. If that gets dropped in the middle of a recording and you can't find it, you ain't getting a new one. It's on my finger, dear. It's Good. on my finger. Good. Now, I, I'm glad that they went for lighter weight because I will admit the 15, the 11 Pro Max can get very heavy sometimes, especially when you're using it for a long period of time. And like, I've been the one to drop it on my face in bed before and... <laughs> I still want to know how you did that, but okay, right. I'm I, I, I had it on my face, and I went boom. I, but now they were mentioning that the glass, Alex, is a mm-hmm. lot better. How is that? Would you say that the glass is much better on on it, or is that still like marketing speak? I think it's supposed to be more durable. I don't really know. Um, as I said, it's been in a case for like since I've had it. So 
I, I don't know. I, I think that might be a marketing thing, to be honest. But it might be better than it was. So one of the one of the things that they said that they especially uh, mentioned with this is all the things that the camera can do. Because there was a huge focus for the pro on camera that like has five 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 x optical zoom. Um, yeah, sending raw to Mac, recording yep. ProRes, four K sixty, not just four K thirty. Uh, one of the things is yeah. If you already mentioned this, because I you mentioned something about about Prologue, but they also now support ACES for color workflows. I think that's I think that's similar. Yeah, and it can now capture spatial video for the Vision Pro. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Have, have you works. done any um, experimenting experimenting with the spatial video? No, I have not. No, because I don't. I mean, I don't think any of us are in a position at the moment where we can. I want a Vision Pro when it comes out, but budget. Cool. I don't have thirty five hundred dollars. I need it for the visa first. <laughs> well, yeah. If people want to donate thirty five hundred dollars to pay for our visas, then we can maybe consider one. But you know, now one thing that I I, I, I did like about the special video part, they were doing it in landscape mode. That it sounds like because it, it looked like you have to do it in landscape. Not, not yeah, because how the cameras are angled or in- orientated. Sorry. Yeah. Now. Alex, are you much of a gamer on, on your phone? No, I never play. I used to play games on my phone when I was younger, but I don't really play games that much. Because I was pretty impressed at, at one thing. If they can get developer support, same thing that we talked about at WWC with the gaming mode, how right now it seems to be like like basically um, Resident Evil and stuff like that is what they have signed on for, but they are having... The, oh, and Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming to the iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah, it's supposed to be console level stuff isn't it well does that surprise anyone given how powerful, how powerful they are. Are. yeah yeah it's more the the what surprised me is the is the developer support because that's the biggest problem is developer support yeah. on, on all this stuff because that's one thing that that apple needs that microsoft has is developers developers <laughs> but like <laughs> these are like every year we see games come out like, like Epic's um, Blade game, I'm trying to remember what yep. that was. The, the, like every year, we see we see these major developers. We see this b- big push for gaming. I mean, of course, I play games on Apple Arcade. I mean, I do so- a little bit of gaming, but like I still go to like my to to my uh, Steam Deck and my PC. Oh, Steam Deck like is my, is my PC, but I, I still go to another device for gaming. Mm, that's what I do, and I'm intrigued by it. But until they can get developers to actually take time for the iphone i don't i still don't see it taking off in the way that they're hoping it will yeah i can i can absolutely agree with that my only hope is if developers do get on board with the iphone for gaming that could potentially have a path to console level gaming on the mac without any real additional work yeah with the silicone yes right yeah, definitely. well here's a thing can't you run iPhone gate iPhone apps on Apple Silicon? Actually, I haven't even tried that yet. It's fun as long as the developer chooses it, because developers can choose not to allow it there. That's correct. As long as yeah. they do. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that, which is really, really embarrassing, isn't it? Um, I forgot I haven't had an Apple Silicon Mac. So there you go. That explains a lot of stuff, right? So anyway, Alex. I think we've gone through a lot of the the stuff from the the, the presentation. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything you think that, that that we're missing? No, I think I think that's all good. There was some talk last few days about the phones overheating. Um, I haven't seen any. Well, I haven't used it loads for what people are, other people have used it for, but I think they've been recording prologue footage for 
minutes and minutes on end, like half an hour plus, and it does tend to overheat. I'm not entirely sure. There was some mention about um, titanium's less of a thermal conductor than stainless steel is, and they're now using the glass to dissipate the heat, and that may make it feel like it's warmer. I'm not really sure what's going on there. So we shall see. I think it's all right. But let's be honest, some DSLRs are overheated for recording too long as well. Yep. Yeah. So it's not exactly a no, you know, an uncommon problem in pro video when you talk about huge files. Yep. I've got a DJI Pocket Two camera, and I used it. I used it last month for filming outside, and it overheated in fifteen twenty minutes recording four K twenty four. So it's not uncommon. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was at the with the, the air show with James. It was my, my phone was 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 getting hot sometimes. And yep. I mean, with these small things. It makes sense. Now, yeah, I think we forget that they're actually computers at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 What has been your experience? I think as we're closing out, what's been your experience moving from the 11 to the 15? Um, the, I said this to James the other day. Um, it was 120 hertz. That's literally the biggest thing for me. Um, I remember when the 120, foot, 120 hertz displays came out, I went to you go and use them in the Apple store. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually so buttery. And it's more noticeable than it is on an iPad because. I've had an iPad Pro with 120 hertz for ages, and it's it's so nice. All the animations are so smooth, and that's the that's the biggest upgrade for me. And would you say like like apps like they're more much more responsive like overall like like oh yeah 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 a lot a lot faster. Um, and then the standby feature as well, which I so I bought a MagSafe uh, stand just for the phone, and just have the stand standby feature that is amazing. One thing I have turned off though, I have turned off the always on display. I'm not a massive fan of that. Um, so that's one thing I've disabled, but for like just day to day stuff. But when you stand by, the always on display stays on and it goes off after a little while and then you can wave at it to turn it back on. But yeah, I've got very simple needs for a phone. <laughs> I, I definitely want, want one. At, um, and I just, I can't justify it. I have said to James that even after this event, once my phone cannot accept another iOS update, that's when I'm going to update, upgrade, unless I, Somehow get a really good deal or something like that because I'm through a I in the in the U.S. I'm on I'm, I'm on Mint which doesn't have any carrier deals, so mm. and I I mean personally I have to be honest and say if I was going to do a device plan now, having been with Vodafone, so I'm still I'm no longer with Vodafone for my phone, mm-hmm. my device plan's still with him. Honestly, I think I'd go for the iPhone upgrade program. Yeah. That's if they offered it here. Yeah, I think they do, don't they? I don't think they do. Hang on. I hate to, I'm pretty sure they do. I thought they did. If they did, I would have done it. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, you have to... Okay, you have to go into the store to do it. Right, okay, so you can't do it online. No, right. that's, that sucks. But, oh, yeah, okay. It, 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 it's exclusive at the end. And, like, uh, I, I can't get financing on my Apple card anymore because I'm not with one of the major three providers. Huh, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, yeah, because... Oh, interesting. Oh, really? Okay. I'm with T-Mobile, but through T-Mobile's um, provider Mint. Ah, okay. Oh, it just got bored, didn't it? Yeah. Quiet, yeah. And they claim for right now, now they they did increase my data cap for free, so without increasing my my bill. So I'm like, okay. So, so, so Alex, any, any any closing thoughts? Um, I think I think in the last few years, I think iPhones got a bit more boring i guess the less of a less there's more incremental changes every year and it's not necessarily a bad thing because we're what we are on the fifth well 
probably the sixth students of 17th generation of iPhone now. Uh, possibly even more than that. I can't keep track. And naturally, with this sort of thing, it's going to be less of an upgrade every year because it's such a mature product. But what Apple are doing is is great. And they're not expecting to buy a new phone every year. So the, the phones don't have to be as huge every year. But what? Well, with the limited time I've had with it so far, it's it's really good. I, I really like the marriage between the software and the hardware because even like the fact that like my phone got a huge feature upgrade just through the software alone this year. I mean, and, and every year you you get more improvements and I get some of the benefits of, of some of the stuff. Not as many as like as if, as if I upgraded, but still it's that for that part's pretty incredible is it shows when you can work on both the hardware and software you can do some amazing things with it yeah then we had a, a mac update today as well so oh yes, oh, yes. So no, uh, well monday sonoma's out now word of warning of course uh, podcasters streamers make sure that all your software and your interfaces work before you upgrade which is why i have not updated because i i knew i have a podcast today and i knew i have streaming this week i was like i don't want to have james be jay what the hell are you doing what are you- so i have a and that actually brings us on to an interesting question because i want to ask you both something um so jay you're not upgrading on because obviously we can't afford it now if your dslr your not dslr your mirrorless camera died today do you think at a point where we're at with an iPhone 15 Pro, for example, that you could use that as your primary streaming camera? Yes, especially with the MagSafe adapter. Mm-hmm. Plop that up there on a MagSafe adapter and go to town with, with a continuity camera. Okay. Now, of course, that's one of the cool things. We need to try this out. By the way, Alex, I don't know if you've tried this. FaceTime continuity camera on Apple TV looks so cool. I want to try that out at some point soon. I haven't Same. tried it yet, so... It's it, we, it's very easy to set up. Yep. We, we were trying last night, but it was right. But it, we were having issues. We're having oh. some issues. I don't know what they might be. Now, Alex, question for you as someone who produces video, you've got a DJI Pocket. Yep. Do you see yourself? Because Jay's potentially looking at, well, not potentially, if her camera died, she would go for an iPhone. Do you think there's a point at which you'd say, actually, the iPhone's not good enough anymore? I want a professional camera. Um, I think the way I shoot stuff is because I'm a one man person. Like I'm, I do it all myself. I with the DJI cameras, you can connect the phone to the camera remotely, and then you make sure you're in frame without checking and without going back and forward. So I use the phone as a wireless display essentially for the phone. And there are certain things I do use the phone for when I'm filming. So if I need filler shots and things, it's easy to whip out a phone and shoot them. But for me, no, the phone hasn't replaced a dedicated filming camera just yet but i do use the phone as a continuity camera when it works for podcasts so so. nice yeah because you obviously do a lot of video podcasts for your for your show i'm an final question before we both wrap up and i want to pose this to you and i haven't asked steve reviewers are the iphones too expensive or do you get through a combination of good hardware and really good software support because Again, Marcus Brownlee did a great short on this uh, many times ago, and I think he's reposted it recently. Apple are not slowing down your old iPhones. What they are doing is making sure that your battery can still deliver the most performance. I'm glad he made that video, to be fair, because there's just so many, like, because most people are saying, oh, I'm not going to update my phone. It's like, why? Like, but yeah, um, I'm glad he made that video. And if you, th- if you think, if you keep a phone for four years, um, 
like some man mast, it costs about 250 quid a year just to have that phone. So for four years, it's not, it, and judging like, depending on how much you use that device, it's use it every day for hours and hours, use it for all sorts of things. And the amount of things it's got on there for safety now, like the satellite stuff, the crash, the crash detection, that sort of thing. It's, it's yeah, it's worth it. I think. Well, I mean, you're on a, you're on a four year cycle. Mine will be, mine will be, hang on. When did I get my, f- 13 mine will be three years next mine will be three years next year now chances are unless it dies i'm probably not gonna upgrade yeah yeah i i really am i i think it is too expensive if you are going for the top of the line model same year every single year than it is mm-hmm. but i really like i think if you look at okay do i need the 15 Okay, maybe 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 fifteen is a little bit too expensive. I make it for the thirteen, the fourteen, even the twelve. I, I I know somebody who just bought an eleven. I kid you not, because they got a really good deal on eleven. I think if you are looking strictly at the MSRP from Apple on the highest latest model, then yeah, of course it's gonna be expensive. But you can look for carrier deals. You can look for the iPhone upgrade program or refurbs. There's a lot of ways you can go. And yeah, I mean, I mean, you make it, you both make a good point. This phone is one of my daily drivers for so many things. I, I, I use it in my iPad probably the most, even more than my Mac in many regards. I mean, the Mac is a business tool, but I use it a lot. And I think in many regards, it's probably one of my main computers. Mm. How many things I do on my phone at, at, at all times. Yeah. Every single day. It's like the, it's, it's the first thing I, I see when I, when, when I wake up. And I and I again I liked Alex's map maths there, two hundred fifty pounds because they are meant to be a long term investment. They do get software updates. You know, my mum's ten S is still getting software updates now. I thought, oh, my dad's phone's not getting updated anymore, but that's not true because Apple has started being a bit more. They're doing more updates to older versions of iOS. Alex, didn't you say an older iPad of yours still got a iOS? 12 update or something yeah so we've got an ipad air for um like one use case and yeah it gets ios 12 updates now and again for security that sort of thing um it's slow um right it still works what we need it for so so i don't think you can say that apple are overpriced i think apple still out of all the phone providers still deliver the best security updates in my opinion oh yeah i agree yeah all right alex Thank you so much for joining us, as always. No problem. Now, I'm trying to remember how many podcasts you've got these days. I think it's one to three. Three, yeah. Three. So do you want to tell people where they can find all of your shows? And, and there's something for everyone. There's, you know, if you like cars, you've got charging status. If you like ubiquity networking, which we absolutely do, yep. you've got UI chat. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, Alex's wonderful uh, creator spotlight interview show with, well, basically other creators is there as well. So Alex, where can people find all three shows? So they can find the website at uh, theinterface.uk. There's all sorts of, as, as James said, podcasts, there's news, reviews, and different things and guides and that sort of thing. Uh, and there's also podcasts. So theinterface.uk forward slash podcast, there'll be a feed of all the different shows we've got. Uh, there is definitely something for everyone. So, and we've also got, at some point later this year, we've got season three of Creator Spotlight coming out. So that's the, um, so we've done two seasons so far. We've got uh, 10 episodes each. So all good. Perfect. Awesome. Jay, 
Thank you. I mean, I, I really think... By the way, can I say a huge thank you to Jay for making extensive notes on the keynote and get, doing such a good job of just... Rather than us going through line by line by line, which we realised after our WWDC event didn't work for this show. And that was a discussion between me, Jay, and, and to be fair, Alex helped us with this as well. But effectively, we are your Apple event team at Crosswires now. And yeah. We wanted to do this more of our opinions, and you know, it's been great with Alex having fun. But Jay, any final thoughts from yourself? Can I just say something really savvy? Go on. You want to know how we met? Mm, yeah, I guested on an Apple event episode. You did in 2018 did. in October, and this October I'll have known you five years. All thanks to Apple. So see, the, the, these events are are oh, also what I mean. My... We need to, does that mean we need to invite Hair Force One to the wedding? I, if Craig would love to be at the wedding, we would gladly bring out Craig and, and all that. And I mean, maybe Tim and his partner will come out. I mean, how cool would that be? We would have like, like, <laughs> Jay, I'm going to stop you there before you invite the entirety of Apple to our hey, wedding. At Apple, you can come as long as you pay, you pay for your own flights. <laughs> and bring us nice wedding gifts. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Tim. Tim, can I get a titanium iPhone to go with my titanium? Engagement? All right, all right. Make sure you. Oh, make sure you head over to crosswires.net for all our latest episodes, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Join us over on my Discord. Come and email us podcast at crosswires.net, and uh, thank you very much, everyone. And also, I want to always put this out there. I know that James and Alex and I are Alex are. Alex fans. I know that James and Alex and I are Apple fans, but we definitely want to say we are very much open to hearing your perspective on, on Android too, because one thing at Crosswires, we do not do, um, fanboy wars. We, we are, don't we do are platform not, wars. No, no, exactly. That we are very much a each, each platform has pros and cons and different people have different reasons why. So if there's anything on this, on like, why you switch from Apple to Android or switch back or things that you like on Android, please definitely let us know. Cause I think one thing we would love to do sometime is like hear about like people's perspectives on like some of the Google events. Cause I watch some of those oh, yeah. and they're really, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah. So awesome. All right, Jay hit the button and we'll roll the outro. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cross Wires. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and we'd love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a note over to podcast at crosswires.net. You can also drop us a comment on the post or if you're a good pod user, why not start a discussion there too? You can also join our new Discord server at crosswires.net forward slash Discord. We've got forum channels for each episode and we'd love you to join the discussion there. You can also follow us on Mastodon at crosswires at mastodon.social. And of course, you can find the show in all the good podcast apps and all the really bad ones too. More of our content, head on over to crosswires.net slash YouTube for all our videos and keep an eye on our Twitch channel at crosswires.net slash live our upcoming streams. If you like what you heard, please do drop a review in your podcast directory of choice. It really does help spread the word about the show. And of course, if you can spare even the smallest amount of financial support, we'd be incredibly grateful. You can support us at ko-fi.com slash crosswires. That is ko-fi.com slash crosswires. Until next time, thanks for listening.